You're listening to the best of the day. I say you the, you the best. Halford and Bruff. You're listening to Halford and Bruff. figure out who you are. Are you a scorer? Are you a banger? What are you? It's far too early to start pegging. Hey, you little sweet, shut the f*** up! Rocky is so violent and dangerous. Look at Milhouse's teeth. Good morning, Vancouver. Six o'clock on a Friday. Sweet, sweet Friday. It is Halford. It is Bruff. It is Sportsnet 650. We are coming to you live from the Kintech Studios in beautiful Fairview Slopes in Vancouver. Jason, good morning. Good morning. A-Dog, good morning. Good morning. And Laddie, Greg Ballack, good morning, sir. Hello, hello. I am excited, everybody. It is a Friday. We have worked for the weekend. It is now here. We have a big show ahead. Last night was a great night in sports. I'm excited to be here. Are you? Are you in listener land? Okay, let's get into what's happening on the program today. Uh, it will begin guest-wise at 6.30 with Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic. He, of course, covers the Philadelphia Flyers for The Athletic. Uh, the Flyers got off to a pretty good start in the John Tortorella era. Yeah, they beat the New Jersey Devils last night. Uh, and remember remember my prediction. Remember my prediction that Lindy Ruff will be the first coach fired you predicted this season. That. I'm sorry, I must yeah. have missed that, but that's a good shout. He, he already looks uh, a little frazzled. Yeah. A he little got, upset. He got asked a question about Jesper Bratt's ice time yesterday. He didn't like the line of questions. He, he just walked away. Just walked away. <laughs> There's a, he, he, I wrote it. It was the, actually I, pretty funny. I, I, I looked at it, I'm like, uh, Lindy Ruff is definitely a, I'm too old for this guy now yeah. at this stage of the game, right? He doesn't have to actually summon the energy to bark back at someone mm-hmm. like Ron Rivera. Yeah, he just kind of was like, you know what, I'm not doing. It wasn't even that out of the line of a question, though. That's the part that's kind of. It was just someone asking why he had played only 16 minutes or something like that. He's like, no, he didn't even. And and then he's like, he's like, that's not enough ice time. And then he just walked away. (laughs) Lindy, where are you going? Where are you going, Lindy? Lindy, come back. Is that a bad question, Lindy? Anyway, 6:30, Charlie O'Connor. The Canucks, of course, are going to play the Flyers on Saturday. I didn't realize this. Did you see the schedule in Philadelphia on Saturday? Next door. To the Flyers and the Canucks, the Phillies are going to be taking on the Braves right. in playoff baseball action, and the games are only like an hour apart start time-wise. Well, do you know what's disappointing is the Canucks game is on at the same time as the Mariners game right. on Saturday, and I know the Mariners are down 2 nothing in that series, but I still want to see what it's like in Seattle. I want to see the fan base, but I also want to watch the Canucks game. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do there. Uh, we're going to have our two regular football guests Brady Henderson talks Seahawks at 7 o'clock, Moj at 8, and then in a Brady Henderson Moj sandwich, right in the middle there is Chris Faber. It's too much meat. It's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's an there image has to be I don't a need better at way 6 to say it. <laughs> Thank you for that. But it's also the best way to say it. So, okay, run over, uh, Charlie O'Connor, 6.30, Brady at 7, Chris Faber at 7.30, Moj at 8. There's a ton of sports on tonight. I mean, you know what? I'm not even going to run through all the sports that are on tonight. We have so much to get to. We need to get to it. Oh, so, my God. In the prep, he's got... Brighton and Brentford a huge today. EPL clash today, guys. If I hear the word Europa one more time from out of your mouth, like, uh, Brighton top five in the Premier League, I think they deserve a shout out. You know, Brentford's fighting to stay alive. The bees, Jason, the bees of Brentford. This is my own fault. Let's tell people what happened. 
did you guys see the game last night? No. Oh, what happened? I missed all the action because I was... We know how busy your life can be. What happened? You missed that? You missed that? Friendly reminder that Halford and Bruff in the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We're also coming to you live from the Kintech studio. They have the 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Stop stepping on my read. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Let's begin with the baseball. The Mariners lose yet again, now down 0-2 in their divisional series against the Houston Astros. Now, we talked about scheduling conflicts on the weekend. I do know that the Seahawks were prepared to move the start time of their game, their home game against Arizona this weekend, in the event that the Mariners were going to play on Sunday. Right. In order to play on Sunday, the Mariners got to win Saturday because it's now do-or-die time for the M's. They are now down 0-2 in the series. Once again, it was Jordan Alvarez. Owning the Mariners, really owning this October. Uh, another big jack, this time off Luis Castillo, who had pitched really well otherwise. But uh, that did the difference. That put them up 3-2. The Astros went on to win 4-2 to take a 2-0 series lead in the AL Divisional Series. I would like to say that when I was um, watching the Scott Service uh, post-game press conference, I had a laugh-out-loud moment. Oh, and yeah. nobody... I didn't even see that anyone referenced this uh, on Twitter or anything, but so he was talking about the pitch that Castillo made to Alvarez, and he said, "You know, it was it was it was a good pitch." And Alvarez, you got to tip your hat, tip tip your cap to to the player. And then he goes, "It's not like he threw a ball right down the middle." Ooh, shade. I thought that I don't too. even think it was an intentional it, shade. It was unintentional shade. But he probably, as soon as he said that, he was like, "Oh boy, I hope Robbie's not listening." <laughs> <laughs> Is tight pants listening? It's not like he threw a ninety-three mile an hour meat meatball down the middle of the plate. It, he just he just said it with such uh, disgust in his voice. It was like it threw a ball right down the middle. Because well, um, sorry, the Castillo pitch was actually really good. Yeah, it was it was a very difficult pitch. Mm-hmm. It actually it. sunk a little bit. Yeah, and it was just an extremely impressive piece of hitting from Jordan Alvarez, who is he's the greatest hitter alive. <laughs> I know Aaron Judge is alive, but that guy mashes the. And I know Aaron Judge matches mashes the baseball, but Jordan Alvarez is super impressive. What he's doing this postseason. Hey, speaking of Scott Service, here's what he said after being asked essentially, "How are you feeling after losing two games? You could have won." What what sort of the feeling for you guys when you kind of have two games in your grasp? You led in both games, and you're just kind of not able to not able to finish it out. Yeah, you got to finish out. And there's no question. It's difficult to do that on the road in the playoffs. There's no no question about it. You got to make pitches. You got to make plays. Um, and you know you got to give the other team credit if they're able to come back. And um, you know I, no one else you want me to say. Um, you know I just we have played very good baseball. Um, I do know how hard it is to win on the road, and it'll be very hard for them to win in Seattle. I will tell you that because I know what it's going to be like when our crowd gets going on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, I guess. Yep, Saturday afternoon, the same time the Canucks are playing the Flyers in Philly. We'll get to the Canucks Flyer story in just a bit, but I want to uh, just have a quick note about Kevin Bieksa. 
Uh, he signed with the Canucks yesterday. Yay! Uh, $2 million cap hit. Nice. Um, they're expecting him to play on the third pair with the chance of him bumping up. We're taking the low-hanging fruit, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone on Twitter made this. I think one of yeah. you guys made the same joke at the He's same a right-shot defenseman, and the Canucks finally got one. If it was an easy joke with, with no effort, then I probably made it. Was it you, it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did. Right up my alley. You don't even remember it? It just I'm, kind of happens I'm sure automatically? It happens. Oh, yeah, it happens organically. Ha-ha. He's going to play for this team. Haha. Yeah, it's nice that BX is going to be able to do this. I did, it kind of came out of left field because, you know, he stopped playing hockey four years ago. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of assumed that everyone knew that he was retired at that point. But it is a nice ceremonial thing to make it official. So I personally like to see BX in the Ring of Honor one day. I think he deserves it. Um, but, but that being said, I understand that some people will look at that and go, well, if you put him in there, statistically, um, you know, if you're looking at games played or whatever, do you have to put guys like Doug Lidster, Garth Butcher, Yurke Lume, even a guy like Chris Tanev, who was such a hardcore Canuck while he was here. Um, so I'll leave that debate to the rest of you. I, I just, you know, I, I know he played some big games for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, he was a member of that team when they had some good teams that went to the playoffs and Went on some decent runs, I guess. Not too far, but they were a good team. But you always knew he was a Canuck at heart. Through and um, through, he was a Canuck. You know, I sure. remember um, when the Canucks were dismantling, let's say. Let's say that. And I know for a lot of you, they didn't dismantle enough. But there were a few guys that were traded away. Kessler wanted out. And I'm not exactly sure of how the timing went on all this, but I guess Kevin Bieksa was asked, you know, do you want to follow Kessler? And he basically said, no, nah, I'm going down with the ship. And then he, then he had to clarify a few days later. He's like, look, I'm not saying the ship is definitely going down, yeah, but if yeah. it is, I, I'm going down with it. I'm here for it. Anyway, it went down, and uh, he wasn't actually part of it. The Canucks did trade him, and that was almost uh, him agreeing to that was, I, I would almost say, like him doing a solid For the franchise, he went to Anaheim. uh, He played a few seasons there. He retired. Um, But I just look at Bieksa as he just – he loved being a Canuck. Yep, that's a good way of putting it. absolutely loved being a Canuck. Um, Not to mention he scored one of the biggest goals in franchise history, sending the Canucks to the Stanley Cup final. You know, there's only two guys that have scored those decisive, like, you know, like, Overtime goals, Greg Adams and Kevin Bieksa to send the the team to the Stanley Cup final mm-hmm. um, in in that fashion. Um, but more like I think the Ring of Honor, the last thing the Ring of Honor really should be is like a statistical thing. Sure, there has to be a lot of subjectivity to that. Like Edler's going in there for sure. Mm-hmm. He's he's not getting his number retired, but he's going into the Ring of Honor. Um, I think Kevin Bieksa has. You know, I, I would like to see him in that because I think it's important to honor the players that loved being a Canuck, that helped build the culture in Vancouver, and that's something that that team with Bieksa had. They had the culture. They lost the culture, and they're still trying to build the culture back, but at the time, he was a big part of it. Yeah, I think that 12 seasons with the organization being drafted by the Canucks back in 2001, being a... You know, maybe a a symbol of what you can do when you're not a highly regarded prospect, but you invest your time and emotion into an organization and vice versa. They do it to you like they helped 
season BX and groom him in the minors, mm-hmm. and he came up and he played a significant role. I mean, I sometimes I love debating the Ring of Honor stuff because you can go in so many directions, and it's so nebulous that there's really like an endless debate for it. Right? Yeah. Like, you could argue guys that are already up there right now. You could argue some. Of, you could also argue some of the jerseys that are up there. But at the same time, I feel bad in a way, either saying like this guy deserves to get in or this guy doesn't, because it comes across as a almost a diss on their playing career, mm-hmm. right? Like, wow, he did spend those years in Anaheim. We have to take that into consideration. It's almost like BX, you, you don't know why he should be in, but you do know why. You can't explain it, but you can just kind of know it. And well, that's what I feel for this. Torgy texts in to the Dunbar Lumber text line, 650-650. He says, BX deserves to be in the Ring of Honor. Also, everything he's done and still does with mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Bieksa... I always admired Bieksa because you could tell he was a good person, but he didn't make a big deal out of it. Like, he didn't he didn't want everyone else to know how good a person he was. He just seemed to do the right thing, and the way he, um, he helped Rick Rippon, took him into his own house, spent a lot of time with him. Very sadly, Rick Rippon still passed away, still took his own life. But Kevin Bieksa has worked um, in that regard and worked with helping other people to this very day, right? And, and, and to this day, the Canucks still do that, right? And we've got the guide dog named after Rip, which is awesome, right? Yeah. And, and you, you, you know that this is an organization that is committed to that in large part because of Kevin Bieksa helping out in that and taking the medal and taking the responsibility and volunteering his time for that cause. Let's put it this way. If the organization is willing to do this very symbolic gesture, it's not just the one-day contract either. I'm good on the term. It's also um, there's going to be a ceremony on November 3rd. Ironically, Bieksa wore number three throughout his career. So they're going to be doing quite a bit for him just in the retirement phase of things. I would think that this is a precursor to number three going up into the ring of all. I don't even know if it is. I honestly don't know if it is. I think it is. I'm making the prediction. You're making the prediction? I think think it is, yeah. I feel like this is a lot of pomp and circumstance that's going to lead to something more. He's a great ambassador for the team. Mm -hmm. He's also going to be a media guy for a long, long time. Yeah. Right? And that's going to... Maybe that'll take him out of the ring of honor, though, because people eventually start to dislike the media. Into the Hall of Fame. Builders division. Builders division. (laughs) Okay, let's get to some of the actual action on ice last night. Um, there's a few different games I want to get to. I think I actually want to start with Philadelphia, though, if only because uh, the Canucks are playing the Flyers on Saturday. I was really intrigued to see how this team was going to play in light of everything John Tortorella said before this game, and we've got Charlie O'Connor coming up next. So uh, it was a very, very good start to the John Tortorella era in Philly yesterday. Travis Konechny and Morgan Frost scored 23 seconds apart in the second period. Philly beats New Jersey 5-2. I think the interesting thing was reading just how fired up the crowd was in Philly. So it was things like um, they had Eric Lindros there. Uh, They had like a really big pomp and circumstance thing uh, with like a drum ceremony going Mm -hmm. beforehand. Torts got a standing ovation before the game. There was a real energy about this team. And I bring this up because, you know, Torts, we played a couple clips the one yesterday where he was talking to Owen Tippett on the bench. And he's like, you know, you need to tell me who you are as a player. Like, what are you? And he was yeah, challenging yeah. him there. Right. And then I don't know if we have th- this clip, unfortunately, but he was asked in a preseason interview 
You know, do you guys have an identity or some strength of a team? You do have it here? Okay, we're going to play this clip. This was ahead of yesterday's game. The response <laughs> is a classic torts. It's hilarious. But he's basically being asked, does your team have an identity or something they can fall back on when times get tough? Here we go. Okay, what are we good at? Have you found something that you can build on an identity with this team? No, no. Uh, and I, I think that's a, it's a huge part of uh, becoming a team is developing that identity. So they don't know what they are right now. Uh, Laddie, did you notice that Carter Hart played well? I did notice that, and I noticed that Mackenzie Blackwood did not. No. Uh, 35 of 37 shots stopped by Carter Hart. Are we still hoping that we, we're all hoping right here that Carter Hart turns it around in case Canada needs him? Yeah, at the World Cup, turn into a pumpkin. Pure, purely, yeah. purely for the Canadian aspect. Do you, yeah, are you asking if he turned into a? pumpkin? Well, yeah, you guys are talking like he just fell off the face of the earth. I would say that his career he to just this went point, to Philly. I, yeah, well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but he struggled there, laddie. Come on, he did. But it's, yeah. uh, can you blame him? Yeah, Have you seen yeah. the team that's played in front yeah. of him? No, you, don't I get me wrong. Him. I think mm-hmm. that, I can blame any goalie. Yeah, it's really easy. You just point it's very just ask, just ask me about Luongo. Yeah. <laughs> fun too. Yeah. Uh, Here comes the text. So yes. typical. Um, I can understand why his career trajectory, which I'm I'm drawing a straight line up, and it definitely hasn't been that. It's been lots of waves. We should really get the camera working for the streams. Anyway, um, I, I you could definitely you know pin a lot of that on the dysfunction of the organization, the crappy teams playing in front of them, some of the blue liners that they've got locked up. Like, it hasn't been great. At the same time, there are other goalies that have, have at the very least, looked better and not had, like, massive, massive meltdowns to the point where they're like, I don't know if we can play this guy. And that's what's happened with Hart in Philly. So, Flyers come out yesterday. If you want a preview of what you're going to see on Saturday based on last night, uh, they're young, they're hungry, they might not be perfect, but as Torts said, they play their ass off. And if you don't believe me, here's John Tortorella saying exactly that following a 5-2 win over the Devils on Thursday night. I thought we played our ass off. Uh, we played hard. Uh, do we have to clean some things up? Yes. But if we, if we can just stay um, with that type of effort, uh, I, I do think, because I guess it's a graveyard out here about second periods, I do think we took a step in that second period when we... It looked like it was going away from us, and then we came back. Those are, those are important processes for a team that has struggled. So a uh, reminder, the Flyers are going to host the Canucks, and the Phillies are going to host the Braves in playoff baseball action. Now, it's kind of cool because the, stadiums, the stadium and the arena are right next to one another. Philly's got a very unique setup with yeah. a bunch of those uh, facilities that they're all in this one big concrete jungle out there. So it's going to be... A really great atmosphere around the area. I wonder how much the Phillies game is going to overshadow the Flyers game, right? Because they're basically going on at the exact same time. In terms that series is tied one off. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting one to follow just from an aesthetic standpoint. I mean, everyone here is going to be paying attention to the, the Canucks game, and all the diehard Flyers fans are going to be paying attention to that as well. I forgot, they, they, uh, they trotted out Michael Buffer last night too. Did they? For a let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, it was. they were... They are leaning hard. Man, Philly versus New Jersey with Michael Buff there. Yeah. Buffer there. Yeah. How many gold chains were in the crowd? Hey. <laughs> uh, it's the guy from the thing. Waving the finger. Yeah, they Gino, all, all raised their Philly cheesesteaks yeah. in honor. <laughs> what other stereotypes can we throw out there? But Greg's shaking his head. There must be more. Hey. Hey, it's the I guy. Can, I can imagine the parking lot. Oh, that's a nice Cadillac. 
It's just to say anything about me. Think of the cologne smell in that arena. <laughs> okay, let's Where focus. Where is this musk coming from? <laughs> let's focus. I can't even see the puck. This is a problem with the show. One of the many problems is we don't focus enough, okay? We are hey, gonna... It's hard to breathe in here. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Guys right. on the ice, hey, I'm skating here. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Calgary, you guys got any cowboy stuff you want to get out of the way now before we do the... No, anyone? No. Yeehaw! Oh, okay. The Flames right. won. There you go. Good. <laughs> Finally got a win in their season opener. I, I I was shocked by that stat that they haven't won their season opener in over a decade. Since 2009, it's the first time they've won the That's first game. That's a weird first stat. Yeah, it's bizarre. I, The Flames had a bunch of weird stats. Remember when they uh, didn't win in Anaheim for like 27 <laughs> years? <laughs> yeah. I was like, how do you, with like one place, just it's the most <laughs> magical place on earth. Come on, just go win there. Anyway. The Flames looked really good last night. Yeah, they did. And listen, I, I know Colorado played the night before, and they had their Stanley Cup banner raising, so that was probably an exciting night for everyone in Colorado. And then they got to travel to Calgary and play a really good Flames team that's going to be you know, amped up for, for their home opener. Um, but, you know, the Flames looked good. They just looked like a, like a solid team that knows how to win. Mm-hmm. and knows how to shut down a team like Colorado. The shots were heavily in favor for Calgary. Colorado turned it up a little bit in the third period, but the game was already over by that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Calgary is looking good. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs also got their first win of the season last night. Do we have a goaltending controversy in Toronto already? Dun, dun, dun. Samsonov looks better than Matt Murray early on. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, after one game, why don't we let we got we got to start kind of stoking the flames of controversy? I feel like in to Toronto. have a controversy. Awesome. I feel like to have a controversy, you have to have two guys that are actually competing hard and trying to win the job. Can they both be bad? As yeah, a controversy? Is, is there a bad controversy out there? <laughs> Has there been like two really crappy goalies and mired in a goalie controversy? Uh, I think Samsonov was fine. The takeaway for me yesterday was that I feel like what I suggested with the Caps earlier that this might be the year where it starts to fall off. The first two games of the season have at least shown that that's in the cards because they don't look great. Now, losing to Boston and Toronto in the first two games of the season, you're not going to start waving a bunch of red flags. Oh, my God, we're in a lot of trouble. But uh, Alex Ovechkin said it after the game. You know, this is a, a wake-up call for our group that they're off to this 0-2 start. And there's not reinforcements coming anytime soon. Right? Like Nicholas Backstrom isn't walking in that door. He might not play hockey again. Right, It's mm-hmm. a pretty serious procedure that he had on his hip. Uh, and then as for the Leafs, uh, Austin Matthews, the same, same story, really. The, the big guns did their thing. They managed to tighten up a little bit on defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Sonoff gets a little bit of a longer run here, if only because you're looking at it too. You're like, well, just win a game and you get to play the next one. So the most impressive team after two games is probably the New York Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, who looked really good in their season opener at uh, MSG beating Tampa Bay. And then last night they go to Minnesota. And they beat the Wild 7-3. to three. Uh, The Los Angeles Kings, I think this is worth noting. It's only been two games, but the Kings haven't won one. Mm. They lost last night to the Seattle Kraken, which you don't like to do. Kraken beat them 4-1. The Vegas Golden Knights, on the other hand, are a perfect 2-0 because they beat the Kings in their first game. And last night, in an absolute barn burner <laughs> down in Vegas, they beat Chicago one to nothing. Uh, I don't know if we've been through all the games on last night's scoreboard. Don't worry, we won't do this every day. But I think it's it's just interesting. Start like to the season. it's the you first week, so you kind of go through 
all the games and think, oh, this is interesting. Uh, Arizona is going to be terrible. Yeah, tremendously bad hockey team. Horrible. Maybe worse than I thought. Like, I wonder if they're going to push. Who is the worst team in the salary cap era? It's either Colorado or maybe a Detroit team. The there was, the, there was the Colorado team that really bottomed out and had like 46 points. There was those two teams, the Buffalo-Arizona ones in the McDavid draft yeah. that were just pitiful. Remember that game where they played each other late? Arizona again, eh? Arizona's always there. Up. They're always in the mix. They have such a random collection of dudes. They were it's outshot. Amazing. They were outshot in Pittsburgh yesterday, 53 to 28, and they lost the game. Your boy Veg 6-2. Mel- your boy Veg Melka had 47 saves last night. He actually played okay as the game went along. That guy is going to see some rubber. I feel bad for him. Do you what, what's the scouting report on Veg Melka? Aside from the fact that his name isn't uh, Veg Melka, he gets shelled every night, yeah. and it looks like they went with Connor Ingram as their backup, who's a former Kamloops Blazers goalie. He actually has really high end potential, but uh, he was in the they substance abuse program for a while. Yeah, yeah so right, he's had yeah, some ups yeah. and downs. But uh, I'm excited to see him get some action. Not for that team, though. That's going to be a bit of a challenge. You know what? Let's go to break with a feel-good goalie story for you. Old man Craig Anderson. I'm still oh, in yeah. that. That's amazing that he is still playing hockey. Against his old team. He was their opening night starter. I kept scrolling back. To, I'm like, oh, Buffalo played Anderson last night. Who'd they play in their first game? It was Craig Anderson. I don't even know how this is possible, but what a moment for him. It was back I loved back him nights? when he was with the Maroons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, he was I can't remember when he started playing. Am I hearing this correctly? They played him back-to-back nights? Or just no, no. games. That was their season opener oh, okay. last night. Gotcha. So I saw him playing, and I'm like, oh, Buffalo must have already played a game. Because there's no <laughs> yeah. way that right. Craig Anderson is your opening night starter. But who, lo and behold. Who's the other goalie there? I have no idea. Luko Pekka Lukonen. Oh, that's why they saw The UPL. Anderson. Yeah. That's also, isn't that a, a conservative party in, in England? <laughs> UPL, I think UPL, it is. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. It's also a delivery service. Anyway, uh, the the Sabres win 4-1, so it's a slow start for Ottawa as we wrap this up with the Canadian teams. I think they had much higher expectations than looking relatively flat and getting shut out by a guy that Ottawa used to have and probably thought he was going to retire back then. But that's the entire NHL story. I think we managed to hit on every game. Again, to reiterate what Jason said, this isn't going to be an every morning thing, but at the start of the season, you really do kind of want to see who's gotten off to a good... You want to see what these teams look like, to be honest, right? Like, I want to see what kind of team the Canucks are going to face when they go in to Philly on Saturday. And I've already looked ahead to Columbus Blue Jackets, for example, another team on this road trip. Well, Patrick Line out for three to four weeks right. with an injury, so he won't face the Canucks. The Washington Capitals 0-2 on the season. They host Montreal on Saturday and then the Canucks on Monday. So these next three games the Canucks need to get some results from or they would like to get some results from. They finish off their five-game road trip in Minnesota. That'll be a tough one. I'm not saying they're nece- they're definitely going to lose that one. But these next three games over the uh, Philly on Saturday and then um, Washington and Columbus Monday, Tuesday, those are winnable games. Uh, speaking of Philly on Saturday, coming up next on the Halford & Bruff Show, Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic in Philadelphia is going to preview the Flyers for us. We'll go back to last night's big uh, season opening win. Also, I forgot to mention this. It's Ask Us Anything Friday, guys. I didn't mention this off the top. 650-650 is the Dunbar Lumber text line. The premise is simple. You can ask us about anything, and we will answer it. Uh, The Dunbar Lumber text line is 650-650. AUA is the hashtag. Get them in. We are here till 9 o'clock. It is the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the day. I say you the best. 
Alfred and Bruff. Welcome to Kelowna, California. West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Kelowna, baby. Best place in the world right here. Kelowna, California. Kelowna, California. Kelowna, on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. I've promised myself to slow down a little bit and not talk as fast so I don't get the classic Halford Irish tongue. But we do need to speed things up in this final half hour because we have a lot to get to, right? So here we go. Ready, set, go. Halford and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Boom. Next one. Uh, Campbell and Pound real estate appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Boom. NFL picks go. Well, uh, first of all, I wanted to say Hurry that up! We're coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net. Before okay. you go, did you hit last week? Because I did not. No. The Seahawks screwed me because they couldn't stop Taysom Hill. No, I had Tampa Bay minus 10, and they had a 21 nothing lead. Sure did. And then Atlanta snuck back into it and maybe should have been able to sneak a little further yes. into it, but uh, the referees were protecting Tom Brady. Um, my lock of the week this week is another minus 10 game. You love these double digits. Because I'm what's called a bad sports gambler. But it's true, he is. Carolina is terrible. And even if they might get a new coach bump because Matt Rule got fired, they're heading to LA to play the Rams. Baker Mayfield is questionable, Could and be he's an not upgrade. good anyway. Could be an upgraded quarterback. Can you name me? The the quarterback who's most likely to play is PJ Tucker, PJ Walker. Ah, it's PJ. Damn it! I think PJ Walker in his NFL stats, he's played nine games. He has two touchdowns and eight interceptions. PJ Tucker plays in the NBA, so it'd be hard for him to be in the NFL as well. Well, he's actually might be their third best quarterback though. (laughs) So I'm going to take the Rams, who I I get it. They haven't looked good in the last two weeks. Uh, They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Cowboys. Those are two really good defenses, though. The 49ers and the Cowboys might have the two best defenses in in the the NFL. The Cowboys defense has been tremendous last year. The Rams are 2-3. and They're at home. They're desperate. they got to get back at least to 500. Um, They're still expected, you know, actually they're probably not expected to win the division now. That would probably be San Francisco as a favorite to win the division. Still, I'm going to take the Rams, minus 10. Over Carolina. Luck of the week. Uh, I actually made this pick early in the week when the lines first came out. Uh, breaking, breaking. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog this weekend. Let me repeat. Patrick Mahomes at home is an underdog this weekend. Yeah, because the Bills are in town. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even need any analysis. If you're going to give me Mahomes as a dog, he's got that dog in him, at Arrowhead, if he's under the age of 40, uh, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Like, there's, there's no analysis needed. Just take your money and put it on the Chiefs plus two and a half at Arrowhead. I don't care who the opponent is. It's Patrick Mahomes as an underdog at Arrowhead. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Humanoid time. Uh, Andy has been prepping furiously for this one. Fire up the dot matrix. Now, a question came in earlier. I apologize. I don't have the submitter. 
in front of me. The question was, do you already have your Halloween costume planned out? I turned it to Andy because he's the biggest Halloween enthusiast of us all. But he's on the record as saying he doesn't dress up much for Halloween. That However, is true. That is the, the, the that is the weird thing about me. Mm-hmm. I've, I went as that, Ghostface. That's the weird thing. Well, one of many. I went as Ghostface from Scream for about nine years in a row, and I realized yeah. I, I have a problem. I should stop doing this. I before. went as Al Bundy for at least a decade. That was a good costume. <laughs> it was. Everyone gave it, like, he didn't put a lot of effort into Got it, it ready to go. also very yeah. Al Bundy. But every, when everyone saw it, they were like, the guy, the guys saw it. The girls went. Ugh. I got a, I got good ones for you guys though, and I I hope our stream is good to go for Halloween Day because of course Halloween is on Monday. So, so we you want to be... dress up Halford and Bruff is what you yes. want to do here. Okay. Not me personally, but that would be very could, weird. Could be fun. Um. Anyways, uh, we hopefully will be streaming on Halloween Day because it's a Monday. So I really would like you guys to do this if you can. There's three different options. One is just for Bruff. I think Br- I don't know who you would go as Halford to compliment him. Mm-hmm. Bruff should go as Larry King, yeah. just because you know I could see him in the suspenders. He al- already is leaning over into the mic, and all we need to get him to do is chain smoke live, and you're pretty much <laughs> it would there. Look funny. Yeah. So Larry King would be golden. I'm also a radio legend. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, true. Yeah. 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 I could be one of his seven <laughs> ex-wives. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next. Um, the obvious one, because you're Michael and he's Jason, you go as Mike, Michael Myers, he goes as Jason from Friday the 13th. Or that's, vice versa. That's an, oh, that's yeah. actually pretty good. That's not you bad. Know, that, that's, that's, not an, bad. E- that's an easy one. I and then, of course, is there another Jason. Friday the 13th coming out? There's another uh, Halloween coming out. Another this, Halloween. And they're, oh, right, with, and with they're promising Myers. this is the last one. <laughs> I thought the last sw- one was the last I one. I swear though. this is the last one is what they say. But Are they going to keep lying to us? Yes. Because uh, it's money, but uh, the, and the other one I thought about, and I've thought this before on the old station as well, and a very easy one for you guys would be to go as uh, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. Yeah, like, you I, could do that as well. Yeah. Wayne and Garth would be a slam dunk, and I just hope we have the stream ready in time because I really want to see you guys dress up on Halloween Day. I think we could do a good Bert and Ernie too. Oh yes, Bert and Ernie would be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean obviously down. Bert, obviously Ernie. Yeah. I'm, I'm pointing at Bruff. Why to do you Bert. mean? Why do you mean obviously? <laughs> well, because yeah. Bruff's tall and lanky, and you're <laughs> not. <laughs> God damn you, hey dog. <laughs> and Bert and 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 uh, stop eating cookies in the damn bed. Bert, <laughs> Come Bert, on, Bert. Don't don't yell at me, Bert. Bert also gets quite annoyed with Ernie. Yes, exactly. And yeah. like, so oh. many angles. Honestly, yeah. it's like an onion. It is Keep perfect. peeling the layers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Bert and Ernie. There we go. We decided. <laughs> okay. So please do this. A lot of Ernie tendencies. I swear to God, I have to say your you average your average viewership on the stream <laughs> will go up about tenfold if you actually do Bert and Ernie. So we'll be up to ten. Yes. Ross got that Bert in him. Um, uh, <laughs> what's this bird per 60 <laughs> come on bird okay everyone shut up right. um we d- okay just to put a bow on this one year when we were working in an office together they did like a man you have to dress up for halloween so uh i went as idaho i had the piece of paper no. <laughs> bar- like ralph and i carried around a potato the, the whole day and jason put a leaf on the brim of his hat so that it dangled down in front of his mouth and then anytime anybody asked him what his costume was, he would go, I'm a leaf blower. Yeah. I was I was fired a couple months later. Yeah. I wasn't, HR uh, was I wasn't like, all in on that job. HR was like, both of you are idiots. Please leave. Anyway. Uh, okay. Let's, let's go, go to the listeners to the here. Listeners. Uh, ask us anything from Matt and Abby. Uh, are we not printing out submissions anymore? We did. Or? already did it, oh, my okay. friend. Uh, Matt right and Abby, printing. ask us anything. Would you rather go to a football game with no touchdowns or a baseball game with no runs. This is an obvious answer, right? This is a totally obvious one. You take the baseball game with no runs for two reasons. First of all, it's a pitching gem, right? So you admire the pitching. Also, you're probably out of there pretty quick. No guarantee it's a pitching gem, though. What if they're swinging at those pitches like the one that bounced in the other day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those all of those situations. Jerks and Profar, yeah. wasn't it? That, yeah. that was terrible. Um, Matt and Abby, 
a baseball game with no runs means you're possibly watching a no hitter, which yeah. is one of the rarest things in sports. So I mean, that's you can beat traffic two hours, get out of there it's again with the traffic. Game. This again with the traffic. Yeah. But yes, I've the, turned into such an old man. My <laughs> idea of going to the games is basically when are we going to get out of there? Is this pitch clock going to hurry up? <laughs> Seven thirty start. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. That is a bit late. Gary Garrison, ask us anything. Which game or games, plural, are you more likely to go to? The Warriors, the Giants, or the Abbey Canucks? Um, That's the Vancouver Warriors, not the Golden State Warriors, yeah, right? The answer is Golden State Warriors. Uh, no, I, I think it would be the Abbey Canucks. I went out last, was it last year or two years ago? Anyway, I went out when we were like very much in the throes of the pandemic you know right, remember yeah. that 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 window where things open back up but it still sucked to go anywhere because it was just you couldn't do anything yeah right yeah it was like that first summer i think yeah summer 2020 so anyway we went out to abbotsford and i just kind of felt like we didn't really get the full abbotsford experience i'd right? like to go that'd be fun i'd like to go to an we abbotsford. should go i'd like to give it another shot and i want to spend the night if any of you have like a couch or some sort of cot and you don't mm-hmm. mind having one and or two guys sleep at your place we do a good burton ernie yeah, and we can do that for breakfast. I think Abbotsford has hotels. Pretty, pretty sure. I'm trying to save money here. We just talked at the break about how expensive everything is. Yeah. True. All right. Andy's got to shop at Costco. You got to buy in bulk now, right? It's true. Yeah. Some uh, of us have Abbotsford hotel money, and others don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I, and it could be like an outrage. Could I speak to the concierge, please? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. sir. This is a Motel 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's do some more Ask Us Anythings from the Humanoids. Uh, actually, this is a, what we learned, Devin in Saskatoon, and I'm surprised we actually haven't mentioned this on the show already. What we learned, I learned, this is Devin's description, not mine, an average defensive center who finished 46th in points per game for centers last season is in some world a quote-unquote number one center. What a wild thing to say, even for an agent. Yes, Pat Morris. The agent for Bo Horvat did go on Donnie and Dolly yesterday and call Bo Horvat a number one center. A few and places he'd be a number maybe one. Maybe on the Coyotes. Yeah, but. Arizona. He's he's gonna get paid, man. And and I and I wonder, you know, three or four months ago, I was pretty confident that Horvat would be an easy signing and that they probably wouldn't sign JT Miller. Shows what I know, right? They prioritize JT Miller. Right after that, Jim Rutherford comes out and says, yeah, we feel less pressure to get Horvat signed now. And he said, we were a little worried that we might lose both of them, but we got Miller done. And they've also got Pedersen under club control. So those are your top two centers. So if you're a team that has needs elsewhere <clears throat> on the blue line, yeah, I'm not even talking about like trade-wise here, using Horvat as a trade chip. I'm just talking about cap space allocation. Are you going to allocate that to a third-line center who wants number one center money? It would just seem crazy to trade your captain in the middle of a season where your motto is unfinished business <laughs> and your head coach has said it would be a huge disappointment if we missed the playoffs. I'm fascinated to see how this plays it would out. Just, it, I mean, I, again, I've followed this franchise enough to know that sometimes things just happen. You're like, didn't see that coming. Well, it so is. that could be it, but it just seems crazy to me. And, and, and listen, I'm not one of these people that doesn't understand the value that Horvat does bring to the team. Like he's a good center. He he has a role. And if you trade Bo Horvat and let's say you get a defenseman back, right? Well then you better find another center. 
right? Like you're going to what if what if JT Miller over the next few years, eh, maybe he's better on the wing. Mm-hmm. Right? What if I mean, don't you just need a, a good third line center? Do you remember how long the Canucks were looking for a third line center? It's like, can it be Adam Gaudet? Yeah. Right? And then so you're right back to that. It, it wasn't. I remember when uh the remember the Blue Jackets Predators trade, Ryan Johansson and Seth Jones. Yeah. So Seth Jones goes from Nashville to Columbus, and that was like a both like kind of a needs thing, right? Yeah. When Columbus traded Ryan Johansson, they're like, "Yes, we finally got that defenseman." And they're like, "We don't have any centers yeah, now, though." Damn it, right? Like it's center. kind of like it's it's the definition of what is it? Robbing Peter to pay Paul, or sure. whatever the whatever the saying. Well, both right? two steps back. Both yeah. parties kind of agreed that that was a position of strength, though. Like if you were going to draw from somewhere, more the Predators with their defense. Yeah, I mean, than the, the, than than the Jackets with. Well, who else did they have? That center in Columbus. Uh, I, there was, was another like Boone Jenner. There was another guy there that they were kind of thinking they could take that next. It might have been Boone Jenner actually, but um, the, they they who's fe- the center they lost in the expansion draft to Vegas? Who had that great v- Wenberg? Right? No, Carlson. No, no, it was Wenberg. They did have Wild, Wenberg though. Yeah, but they had Wild Bill Carlson. Right. Okay. So he was a fourth liner with Torts, and then he right. scored forty-one goals the next year. Uh, Colby and Chilliwack ask us anything. Hey guys, I found out a couple weeks ago I'm having my fifth boy. Wow. Wow, Col- Colby and Chilliwack, congratulations, man. That is awesome. He then writes You don't hear that much from like people that live in Vancouver. Oh god, right? number like, five? <laughs> we have five we have five boys. Yeah. yeah. I found out I'm getting a fifth We live in the lane. <laughs> Goldfish. Um okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to decide what sports team to start establishing. Gotta be hockey, right? Thoughts, uh, do the math, Colby. You're going to need an extra one to do an entire hockey lineup because you're going to need a goalie. Can't disrespect the goalies, right, Greg? Um, that's yeah. right, Mike. Go back. That's right. That, that is correct, Half Dog. Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs> Got that right. Uh, um, basketball's the right answer. Speaking of, I, I, I was going to try and work this into what we learned or whatever. Have you seen how fractured the Golden State Warriors now are now ever since this Draymond Green, Jordan Poole incident? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, like Steve Kerr was up there, and he's like, this is – by far the worst thing we've ever gone through as a group. And everyone's kind of saying, like, there's no way that these two are going to be able to coexist for an entire season. Like, Draymond's doing the media availabilities right now. Jordan Poole still hasn't talked to the media, but I was listening to a clip this morning, and Draymond, they asked him how they're going to get it together and get it right. Right. And he honestly said, he's like, "Uh, we're professionals so we're going to be professional. I was like, well, that's desperate. That's that yeah. desperation when you're falling back on that. Did like, they ever figure out how that video got out? Because it was like an internal. They're still trying to yeah. track down the perp. Oh, yeah, who's looking at his bank account? Because apparently TMZ paid a lot of money for that bad boy. But, right. You know, there are flashpoints. In- I've noticed our assistant video guy is driving a pretty nice car. <laughs> <laughs> a really nice watch. All <laughs> Wasn't he an intern? <laughs> I'm here paying him money. Um <laughs> I, I there are certain flashpoints. It's happened throughout the course of, especially doing this, where you you hear about an incident, and then you see the incident, and it becomes two totally different things, right? And this is one of them, where everyone's just like, "How do you come back from that?" Even if there have been decades and decades of countless uh, practice punch ups that didn't get caught on film, like for better or for worse, or fair or not, it did. And I don't know how they're going to move past it, but it's going to be incredibly fascinating to watch. Because remember, they are the defending NBA champions. I haven't asked us anything that I've been wanting to ask for 
a little bit sure. right now. And it's non-sports related, so I apologize. I think oh, we've done a lot of sports talk. The, let's stick to sports. Already. Uh, my ask us anything. Okay. I want you guys listening. Laddie, Pay A-Dog, attention. Alfred. I'm paying attention. Dogs. If someone made a clone of you, okay. would you like or hate the clone? Depends if he's better at stuff than me. If he's no, more, he's, he does he's, everything the he's same. You literally you know what exactly. a clone is? No, but yeah, but he can still outperform me. No, <laughs> can you? Get, it's wait, possible. See, the dog is, in you is also cloned. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it's you. It's you. You're, it's you. It's the clone same thing. of you. It's an exact yeah. same copy. So I would. The clone would be nervous about you outdoing it. That would be its. That would is how. So it, it's it basically like that. a like a. It's a. It's a just a. Complete copy of you. It's developed and anything. It doesn't need to like learn how to speak English. And I think everything. I'd be like, friends with it. Would you? Yeah, you I think like so. yourself. Yeah, I think so. I would hate my clone. I could see that. I yeah. would yeah. absolutely <laughs> despise so my clone. Can you imagine like all the things no. that you don't like about yourself? That guy next to you is doing them. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Repe- right, repe- repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to remember, like, like, can you stop sniffing? Just can we get you a tissue? See. I can't. Right? I don't need two of that. Also, you know? if you like <laughs> your alone time, like you're stuck with your clone now. And he. No, but you know what? The clone, if it was truly a clone of me, we wouldn't spend was, much time yeah, together. That's no. true, right? You would never see it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Wars, at least your clone. Yeah. W- yeah. Now we're getting down the rabbit hole here because your clone would have the self awareness to know that you suck. And yeah, you'd be like I want to spend like as it. little time. with You know, these two just don't like each other. Yeah, you know? they don't get along. I thought you were the same person. <laughs> Screw you, pal. I'm sure he's it's miserable. Like oil and water, except they're identical. Yeah. I'm miserable right now, so I'm guaranteeing you this guy's miserable right, right now. So that's just yeah, Laddie. Right. That, they, just, they just take. I'm, you, I'm on your side. Would you I, like I, or hate your clone? I don't think I would like my clone. I yeah. think I would annoy myself quite a bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I just be like, well, can you stop being so abrasive all the mm. time? What about and, you, and yet Laddie would be like, again with the goalie stuff. We get it. You like goalies. I know. I've heard it before. <laughs> I can, there's no way I would like hanging out with myself. Yeah. There's no way. I do annoying stuff all mm-hmm. the time, right? I yeah. do, the question would be if I would hate my own clone more or Bruff's clone. I think... <laughs> 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 I'm leaning toward Bruff's clone. I like being annoying, so I think I would enjoy annoying myself. So my clone would probably annoy me on purpose. So uh, there's uh, a lot of texts. So there's a lot of. Can you go right to jail now. for murdering your own s- clone? Could you go to jail for murdering yourself? Yes, Andy. Murder. Would that be a crime? Yeah, if you murder someone, you go to jail. But it's much. but it's no, you. But if it's your clone, yeah, it's no, you. you don't own it. And even if you did own it, you still can't kill it. But it's you. No, it's it's not you. I think you've got this totally wrong. It's a, it's its own. I'd be curious to see theme. how this would play out in the courts. You got clone law. I got yeah. a pretty good idea right? how it would. How do you have a good idea? Because it's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> this is all hypothetical. If it's a person and you murder it, it's like you're going to trial. It's a it clone of person. All the clones would stand up for each other. They would be like a clone movement. But then you know maybe we'd kill them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's <laughs> a good text. You send the clone to work while you go golfing. That's a good but idea. But the clone would would be upset about that. They know getting ripped off, yeah. right? It's not a dumb if I know thing. me. I need to establish if I know me, yeah, <laughs> I'd be pissed. <laughs> He's gonna screw me over somehow. He's gonna tell my boss or something or other. Okay. Uh, so there have been quite a few texts about the Horvat situation with the Canucks and what. Quite a few telling us to shut up and stick to sports. What Pat Morris uh, had to say yesterday on Donnie and Dolly. So, point I was trying to make earlier before we got once again, the show derailed. Would they sign Bo Horvat's clone? I don't think I've ever been less confident that the Canucks are going to sign Horvat, which probably means they're going to sign him like today. But it just seems like there's a is the relationship fracturing right now? 
not being able to get this deal done. Uh, priority being given to guys like JT Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly saying like JT Miller's the best forward on our team or he was last season. Um, the new management group. And just the fact that cap-wise, the Canucks can't afford to pay Bo Horvat like a number one center. But his agent is sitting there going, well, he's a number one center. And hey, if I'm Bo Horvat's agent, first of all, and if I'm Bo Horvat, I'm I'm like, hey, you know what? Any chance of a hometown discount? I'm not exactly feeling the love right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's off the table. And also, like, I'm going to get paid, right? Like, I've, I've spent years here mm-hmm. looking at guys get paid, many of whom didn't deserve it. Right? Yep. I was a loyal, good soldier, and now it feels like I'm being I'm last in the pecking order. I'm really wondering if this team does love me like they say they do. Even when they say they want me back, it's not exactly like we're dying to have me back. New regime, right? That's the other part of this too. Coming in, taking a look at everything, seeing the long tenured captain, and maybe they're just not with it. And that's fine. That's oftentimes how these things go. Right? There's a regime change, there's a coaching change, general manager change, and then there's subsequent changes. That is an option that's on the table. Uh, I got to do another non-sports one because uh, this is something that I am very passionate about. Jay and OK Falls, uh, after doing the dishes at home, this is an ask us anything, do you leave the pots and pans in the second sink to air or do you towel dry them? I don't do either. Every single dish that ever gets used goes in the dishwasher. Dishwasher? So I don't care how big it is. Yeah. I don't care if it doesn't even get clean. The name of the appliance is dishwasher. Mm-hmm. That means it washes all the dishes. It's not what pot a, washer. Do you have a? It good, is. Do you any, have a, anything? Do you have a good knife? Yeah, it goes in there. I don't really. Even your best knife? Then it's correction, not a good knife. Correction. It used to be a good knife. Now, right. now it's kind of rusted over. But I don't care. And I've had countless people complain. Yeah. I'll stack like three or four pots to the point where I know it's not going to clean properly. But here's the thing: once it's been in the dishwasher and it comes out, it's clean. Yes, that's the rule. Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. doesn't matter if, if it's not clean. <laughs> How much food is stuck to your plates at home? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. wash plates. That's for idiots. Those dishwashers have sensors on them. The dirtier mm-hmm. you put the dish in, the more it's going to work. What if the bowl gets turned upside down in the dishwasher, and then when you take it out mm. full of water, Bad. would you towel dry that, or do you have a rack? You just dump the water you out. You just put it back in the dishwasher? Yeah, or, or you're like, don't waste that water, and you use it to clean other dishes by dumping it back in the dishwasher. Right. These are hard and fast rules. Soapy wants to know who'd win in a uh, uh, arm wrestle between you two. If you guys arm wrestle, uh, wait for the video to be back. Wait for the video. Uh, I don't want to arm wrestle. We're not arm wrestling. No, who I've would got win? enough. Who am I, who am I, the fact Stallone? that Bruff wants to do it the least, I think Bruff thinks that Halford would win. I've got tendonitis in my. I've got golfer's <laughs> elbow. Yeah, so do left arms. It is left arms. That would not look good. For We'd both fall of us. off the table. <laughs> it would be so How do they both get injured at once? Yeah. What well, a delicate dance. They're all tangled up on the ground. Um. I wait. I would love to hear Andy's call of that. Like he's going over the top. Yeah. Oh god! I pictured he's over the table. Like, hey, there's another uh, timely movie reference. Uh, no one got it, did Sylvester, they? I said Sylvester Stallone. I said who am I? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Andy, have you seen Over the Top? No. That's where he arm wrestles oh. for his child and for really? a tri- and for and an extra truck, heard of and, a truck yeah. and for like a rig. Like he just I don't know. This is a movie. Yeah, Sylvester it's an arm Stallone wrestling movie. It's like a <laughs> he picks up he picks up his kid at a at a fancy private school. Because he's divorced, and I think his ex has remarried some rich guy. So yes. he doesn't have – this is me recalling this from memory, by the way. 
He I doesn't got the have IMDb, he, I got the IMDb page. He doesn't oh my have God, a, and the poster is just incredible. Yeah, he doesn't have a great relationship with his kid, and his kid is kind of spoiled because he's been at this rich school. So he goes on a road trip with his dad, who is a trucker. Yep. Yeah, I see the truck in the poster. Yeah. What a and, poster. And, and the kid, you know what? The kid learns a few lessons. And he learns some respect for his dad, and his dad goes over the top. Does he you, grow along you, the way? Did you see this in theaters as a kid? Uh, it might have been direct to video. I think I watched <laughs> it on video, yeah. Uh, I don't think my dad was like, Jason, do you want to go see the latest Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie? <laughs> he wins back his son and the World Arm Wrestling Championship. <laughs> That was the premise of the movie. But I guess going over the top is a move in arm wrestling. Yeah. I think that they thought there was going to be like an arm wrestling boom. Like, remember when Karate Kid came out and there was a karate boom? And it just never took off. Someone texted in here just three words. Wife is dead. Oh, sorry. His wife was dead. That's a really? hell of a thing to text in, though. Just Are you wife sure we're is about the dead. I really well, need context on that. Check the, check the plot. That must well, be it, though. I the page already. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Three words. Wife is yeah. dead about over the top. God, I hope that's about over the top. All right. So- it had a budget of $25 million. It's worldwide gross. was $16 million. Oh, yeah. it was a flop? <laughs> they overestimated how much people wanted to see a guy arm wrestle for his son. How do you at- spend $25 million on an arm wrestling movie? At, at, at the box office, the movie did not go over the top. I feel like arm wrestling and yo-yo was peaked at around the, the same... You know, there was a lot of stuff in the. Remember when we were all fascinated by Australian people? Yeah, there's that. Started with Crocodile, oh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Dundee. Great movie. Yeah, and, then, they, and then Yahoo series. Oh, so you played Mafia Spoonie before? Yeah. yeah, they parried that and the, parodied that in The Simpsons. They were like, there was a there was a time when we were all fascinated with Australia. It was true. It was true. We had Aussie rules football come to BC Place, and like fifty thousand people went there. I remember. And then they were and, and they and we've told this story before. They they sold it as this like there's no rules, and then people went to see it. It was like there seemed to be quite a whistles for no rules. <laughs> There's a lot of rules. We all drank Fosters for a little while. It was Australian football. Yeah. Well, again, I am. I'm not even checking the in basket, but I'll apologize to everyone yeah. for ruining your Friday by not talking about sports. But hey, there was a follow up to "Wife is Dead." Rich Grandpa trying to keep the kid. That's right. He's got that right. Uh, it's been a show, folks. It's been a show. That's Thanks. actually how they wrote it back in the 80s. <laughs> They're just like, this is my pitch. Yeah. Wife is dead. <laughs> Wife is dead. Arm wrestler wants a truck. Rich grandpa wants the kid. First okay. of all, I love it. <laughs> that was just Stallone pitching at himself. Okay, we got to go. I got to follow go. up the Rocky. Uh, we got to go. But it's been fun. Thank you all for listening yet again. We'll be back on Monday. Signing off for now, though. Uh, I have been Mike Halford. He has been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog. And he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.